The thing about hosting a live event is that it's a very vulnerable thing. You have to show up as yourself. Offer guidance in the way that only you do and hope for the best. But what if people don't enjoy it? What if all they do is judge you and talk badly about it afterwards? Yeah, exactly. Welcome back to Why Are We Shouting? With me, Jill Salzman, here to help entrepreneurs get down to business. I want to talk to you about small business blunders, ways that entrepreneurs shine, and valuable lessons about growing your biz. Why? Because I run the number one platform that helps mom entrepreneurs to build better businesses. It's called The Founding Moms. And we're always looking for women who want to get better at marketing, branding, and sales. It's a really awesome place. You can go see it for yourself at foundingmoms.com. This week, why not consider hosting a live event for your audience? Oh, is it because the thought terrifies you? If you can believe it, since 2014, I've hosted free monthly workshops for mom entrepreneurs called Live with Jill. They happen in real time. They're packed. And each one is a power hour full of fun. There's a business theme woven throughout each of them. And they're titled things like How to Build Your Business Through Branding and Really Make It Sing. Or Messaging That Matters. How to Use Your Words to Sell More Stuff. With every live event, I tout the same reason for doing it. <clears throat> I've been building businesses for over a decade. In that time, I've tried a million, trillion, quadrillion things on many, many different websites in order to sell my products and services. While a lot hasn't worked, plenty has. So to save you some time and a few headaches, I want to share my top tips with you. And I gotta tell you, these live events are a blast. I do a lot of work in my home office and a wee bit of work at a gorgeous co-working space. But the majority of the time, it can get real lonely. I know you know what I mean. So when I show up to run folks through the billions of words that I have to say on a topic, and the audience engages with me the whole time, it ends up being one of the most rewarding things I do when I run The Founding Moms. But that's not how it always went. It started off real sweaty. I was super nervous. It was May of 2014, and I'd been encouraged for months before I hosted my first one to do it at all. I was averse to showing up live in front of my members. The usual host of self-doubty questions crawled into my mind. What if they laugh at me? Would they even be interested to hang out for the full 60 minutes? What if they all leave halfway through? Did I have enough to say for a whole hour? I'd seen a pile of online personalities host their own versions, and I didn't like any of them. Boring. Full of ums and ahs and pauses that didn't hold my attention span. There was one woman who took so long to answer attendees' questions that I cut out after a whole eight minutes. So I had no hope in my own attempt to do this. That's why I asked Melanie to join me. She worked on the Founding Moms team doing social media shenanigans. And she was one of the people who regularly encouraged me to get out there and try it. 
After politely declining her request repeatedly, I finally made the mistake of saying, I'll give it a shot if you'll do it with me. I was so desperate for help. I asked her to physically show up at my home office, which she very kindly did. She sat at one desk, I sat at another, and we drew out cue cards that she'd hold up for me to read from time to time. She was my watch clock gal, giving me hand signals every 15 minutes so I knew where I was during the event. I didn't have her come to my home empty-handed either. Oh no, I had her stop by Party City and pick up 42 props that I could use throughout the webinar. We had boas, we had shakers, three whistles, two harmonicas, a nice selection of hats and scarves and sunglasses and a few bandanas to mop up my sweat beads. There was a small panic about wiring issues. Did we have strong enough Wi-Fi if all the wires cut out? And then a bigger panic set in about lighting and where to set up the script I wanted to follow and going over my lines so that I wouldn't forget to include everything. Let's just say I was a sweaty nightmare of a host that first go. I chewed all my fingernails off and I worried that not only would I let attendees down, but they'd turn right around badmouth me and cancel their memberships to the founding moms. Well, wouldn't you know, the first live with Jill was treacherous for me, but attendees seemed to, you know, like it. They stayed on for the duration of the thing. A few of them asked some questions, which I missed, but all around, one down. Only a few more to go, so that I could prove to my team that they weren't worth doing. It took three or four of them with poor Melanie sitting across the room from me, cueing me or reapplying makeup I'd sweat off, before I realized that there was a pattern to this nonsense. I'd figured out pretty quickly that I'd need a system to calm my nerves and make the whole thing more doable. It started with the script. I realized that time isn't real when you're hosting an online event. I got lost in the moment a lot. So I swapped out the script for a loose agenda, and I stopped memorizing everything. No one was showing up to see me perform a one-woman show, so I took the pressure right off myself. Then I noticed how positioning everything was vital to my success. I couldn't just throw props around my laptop and have my agenda sitting nearby. I bought a clip to hang my agenda right in front of my face, and I put the same props in the same spots to make using them completely mindless. You've also probably guessed by now, I whittled down the amount of props from 42 to 2. And now I only regularly play a harmonica to kick off events, and they are beautiful solos. And sometimes I grab a newscaster's microphone just for fun. About 10 events in, I started to notice the rhythm of the thing. I love including attendees' questions. They've become pretty central to the whole thing. So I slowed down to give myself time to catch their questions. It's really a skill to be able to talk and read and weave the whole thing together. Something I didn't get down for many, many months. Now I don't know how to have a Zoom call without checking for questions in the chat box. I inserted breaks into my agenda, doing the whole thing in three sections, essentially, so that I could pause and give time to folks to speak up. Keeping to a regular format helped me to stay on track and helps my regular attendees to know what's coming. I always start with an intro and going over the ground rules 
and then I work my way into the theory behind the business topic, followed by several, if not many, top tips, ending with tools, prizes, and sometimes really digging into an attendee's question. Thanks to the platform I use, it's called Big Marker, and I can't say enough good stuff about it. I don't even have to worry about emailing invites or reminders or follow-up messages to my members. There are plenty of examples in the world of people learning lessons and overcoming their fears to achieve the thing. I know. I know. Nothing too novel here. But I can't begin to tell you how hard I fought this one, folks. I spent years avoiding it. Then when it started to become clear that my members wanted to see me or engage with me, and I finally hopped on the webinar bandwagon, it was painful, terrifying, and full of sweat. The thing no one told me about was how good you can become at doing the thing. Because with each repetition, you learn something new and improve. It takes practice, like anything else in your work. You know what? Maybe somebody did tell me that, but I was so horrified by the idea that I didn't hear it. Live with Jill's are now the number one way that mom entrepreneurs discover the founding moms. It's become the ideal way to introduce folks to our brand because they not only get to meet the founder, but they get to interact with me and see how we teach the business education that we teach. Like, it's loads of fun because what they learn is that business doesn't have to be boring. So that thing you're avoiding... The one that you don't want to tackle even though you know you should do it because you're scared? It likely means that it's exactly the thing you should pursue. You never know. It might become the best route for you to make the most amount of money. But you won't know until you give it a try. You don't call. You don't write. Do both. Text or call me at 708-872-7878. And leave me a message so I can talk to you in a future episode. Then go to ratethispodcast.com slash why are we shouting and leave a review. Pretty please. It helps other listeners discover these entrepreneurial stories so that they can build better businesses. Shout out to Lindsay, Aaron, Big Marker, and all of my members that attend our LWJs for making this podcast with me. And hey, thanks to you for listening. I'll see you next week.